0: Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 24 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 9am in Central US. If you miss the podcast for whatever reason, you can catch up with the whole show on my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis, where I upload it every Sunday. Or alternatively, check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So let me introduce you to the masters of the metaverse. And up first, we have the guy that has been searching for the Easter egg in the Oasis so he can take over it for himself.
1: It is Nathie. Yeah. What's up? Hello. (laughs) Thank you. you. It's an honor. No, I haven't found it yet. I'm close though. I'm very close. (laughs) Uh, Talking about the Oasis, what avatar would you guys pick? You know, if you would live within the virtual reality Oasis?
0: I would be Robocop.
1: Yeah. You don't want to be a pillow? (laughs)
0: uh, (laughs) i already have the pillow so i already am the pillow so (laughs) i've achieved that one already but yeah robocop is one of my uh all-time favorite movies so if i had to pick an avatar that was kind of from that genre uh that would fit into that kind of universe it would be robocop fair enough okay good choice
1: and uh what about you zim
2: i would be me
3: Oh wow. You? Wow. wow. I would be me.
2: I'm, I'm like hugely into consistency. I mean I've used the same name since I had an alias like I and it's the same thing. I, I don't want to be a robot. In fact you Mike. Uh, I don't want to you know. Be... <laughs> the thing is I believe if you're a human being you want to see a human face so and what better human face than Zim? <laughs> oh okay Rowdy go on. What's yours? What's your answer? I don't know. I I, I I mean
3: I don't know all of the characters are in there. Are Super Saiyans in there? Are they, please tell I'll I'll be a freaking Super Saiyan. I don't even know what that is.
2: It's as a giant monkey. They... It means he wants a tail.
3: Yeah. I want to be. I want to be gold-haired, muscular. Pointy hair, green eyes. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what you Dragon Ball
0: about. Z? Yes, oh, no, okay, it's a- Dragon Ball Z. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense.
3: Worse, okay, worse. okay so we digress.
0: Obviously, we introduced Nathie. Let's introduce the other two crazy dudes, masters of the metaverse. <laughs> this guy, he likes to date virtual girls in VR, and that is our rowdy guy. How are you, dude? Yeah, it didn't really work out that well for me. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> I saw that. It, it kind of yeah, got a bit uh, awkward, you were shouting at her and she couldn't hear you.
3: Yeah,
0: she,
3: well, she, she, maybe she pretended that she couldn't hear me. That could, yeah. that could be it as well. Yeah. Uh, I've, had, I've had that before. <laughs> Wasn't the first time. No, no, no. I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I have been, uh, I, I recently got laser surgery. Yeah. Uh, so actually I got like almost perfect vision now, which is pretty awesome. That is awesome. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're going to be talking about glasses later on. So I'd love to hear more about your uh, surgery yeah, in no that way. subject, because uh, I think you'll have some interesting stuff to tell us. Uh, and next up, this guy, he likes to eat chocolate whilst riding virtual roller coasters. <laughs> it is Zimtok5. How you doing, mate? Rough.
2: Rough after Rough? that. Yeah, I had my hopes so high. And like a coaster, I faced nothing but a downward spiral. It was I played every fecking <laughs> coaster on the Oculus Home Store. Yeah was grim none of you none of them impressed you not a single one got even a consider Mike. yeah that's a shame unfortunately uh, the ones if you want to get a good coaster they're actually all on steam sorry oculus uh but no limits 2 is the bee's knees it's like back when i bought it two three years ago now maybe more um that's the vr coaster of choice really feels it sounds fantastic and there's a couple of scary ones psvr players know rush of blood is awesome Uh, And then there's Ghost Town Mine Ride, which is another fun kind of two-hour one. Those are the three ones that are worth looking at. Everything else is kind of trash, to be honest. Cool.
0: So uh, last but no means least, myself, Mike, host of the show, the Bearded Bowl guy from Virtual Reality Oasis. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Winter Olympics in VR. Does it suck? Quite possibly. We'll let you know. Uh, The PSVR price drop. Brass Tactics Arena, the Vaughn AR glasses from Intel as well. That is the subject we was going to talk about last week, but unfortunately we ran out of time, so it's been pushed to this week. Uh, so we've got a busy show for you guys, but let's start off the show how we normally start it nowadays, and that is to find out what everyone's been playing this week. So uh, let's kick it over to Nathie to see what you've been uh, playing this weekend. What have you been experiencing in the metaverse? Oh, Nathie, your uh, mic is dead. So uh, while Nethy uh, is doing his thing, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Rowdy
3: and uh, find out what you've been up to, dude. Uh, I've been playing some uh, some brass tactics. Uh, I've only played the tutorial, and I'm planning to do the tournament next week, which is going to be a little bit of a disaster, I think, <laughs> because uh, everyone has been training. You know, I've been. I've been seeing so many posts on Twitter of like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And, oh, yeah, I just everyone has been playing co-op matches and these kind of matches. And I haven't even passed a tutorial yet. So, I mean, it's going to be hilarious. That's for sure. Another hilarious experience that I had this week was uh, uh, the VR dating simulator of Fallen Love. I would love uh, to know more about that. So, yeah, tell me about that one. Well, I mean, it was Valentine's Day, and uh, I thought, like, let me just do a fun recording and see what kind of stuff is already out there. And there's actually a lot of stuff that is out there that is related to this kind of concept. You had, like, a, a few experiences that we're going to be releasing later in the week as well, but they were all a little bit, um, like, uh, how would I say like, pornographic. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. True. Yeah. Absolutely true. It's, it was a little bit weird to find that kind of stuff on the Steam store, but all of them were a little bit like too much to show on YouTube, I think. Okay. And then, uh, the other one that uh, that I found was uh, was this one. It was called Fall in Love, and it was more like um, like the dating experience where you like sit in front of someone you get to talk. I find the concept a little bit ridiculous. You know, the 36 questions to your heart. And I only need two. <laughs> 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 but uh, The problem was that she couldn't hear me, so you know, I was doomed from the beginning. She yeah. was really pretty, though. I, I yeah. dated um, Grace, um, Grace Fandine or something, she's an actress. Uh, she plays in a series called The Greenhouse, uh, something. I didn't know the series, but it's, it's apparently it's quite they popular. had big
2: names in here, Rowdy. They actually had, yeah, big yeah, names. yeah, yeah. It was, well, she it was a,
3: a real proper actress, and she, she really. Got me hot as well. So we yeah. To, uh, so well. for
2: those of you that haven't
0: seen Rowdy's video, I, I urge you to go and see it. Just like watch the first five minutes because it had me <laughs> laughing so hard. Like there's a bit where she introduces herself and he's like, "Oh man, <laughs> I'm getting a bit hot in here," she yeah. is yeah, she's, she's really pretty. Um,
3: and then I also tried the you know the male experience. Um, oh wow, nice. Yeah, I went for uh, a Ramon. Ramon, and his first line was, uh, "Welcome to my forest." I hope you like my stump.
2: <laughs>
3: and, then, I mean, then up. and Then I tried conversing uh, with Ramon, Yeah. The only thing he would say then was, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. It's a little bit too loud in the forest.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. that's what that was about. Oh. Now I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that, did, that did look really funny. So, do you think it was a problem with your mic,
3: or is just a problem with the experience? Nah, it's definitely a problem with the with the experience. Because as soon as I said like uh, it was nice meeting you, but I have to go, then it would work like instantly. I only had to say that like once. So as oh. as, as long as I was leaving, everything was fine. But when I was trying to, well, try to do the conversation, it didn't
0: work. They yeah. do say that VR is yeah. very like the real world. So
2: there's a simple rule for <laughs> VR developers: pay your developers enough, guys. Otherwise, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's true. It's true. But like, but was, probably, funny.
2: I, I played dating, uh, dating lessons about a year ago and I had the same situation. Like you think, Oh, I'm confident, you know, I'm an aged adult. I'm fine. You know, you go in with some hot chick, like talking to you at a bar, <laughs> it can get a little bit warm. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> but it actually does. Oh, there's yeah. some good advice in those though. Like how was your app? Like, did it actually help you understand how to pick up a girl or was it more like just a date sim? I wasn't. Really nah it was more
3: like uh, you had like the questions laid out in
2: front of you mm, and you just
3: had to you could choose between two different questions each time mm. and then she would like uh she would always be very positive it was never like a question she would be like how dare you ask my weight or something it wasn't oh, okay. like that okay it was more like uh ah oh, that's a very good question uh, okay I'm really, I'm really opening up to you she was always was, positive No, was not the experience called like, really. again Uh, Fall in love, fall in love okay, but I I mean
1: in this experience you can't even ask your own stuff It's just you have three things or two things you can ask but it's funny since it came out It has those audio problems, and they have never been addressed It's just not recognizing what you say. It's like Mm -hmm. they they put a whole different line in there So it's like a secret code thing You need to see, and then she's like, Yeah, well, I like that. But, like, it was funny. Go, it works. It's, it's weird, <laughs> but I like the video. It was really
0: funny. There was a bit where you were trying to put on different accents because <laughs> you weren't quite sure if it was understanding your
2: accent that had be cracking out. Oh, I even went like a pitch higher, like, yeah. Hi, it's nice <laughs> to meet you. But also, that didn't work. <laughs> what you need in those things, though, you always need like an American accent. Like, I even find. I tried that. I tried that. I tried to put on yeah, an was... American accent, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. so uh what have you been up to Zim? what have you been playing this week well you mentioned the coasters that was one night flushed down the toilet uh yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was like my lowest that i've been in a long time at the end of all those coasters i was like i can't do any more of these fucking coasters like i like coaster sims i'm such a fan and there's some half decent like attempts but they're either too short and they're paid or they're free and they're rubbish you know hey mm. for the free ones just go give them a go but uh I don't know. Those were tough. The, ones, the things I, I did the... like. Yeah. Go on.
0: I, I tuned into the show and you were just kind of like going, this coaster sucks like shoveling chocolate I in was, your mouth.
3: I like was you're so... trying to console yourself. It was really funny. I
2: have, I have, a, I have a hidden stash in my room with chocolate. That's right. one of my vices. And it, it was just like, you know what? I, there's only one thing that can make this better. Whole nut bar of chocolate and just down it. Um, but other than that, I made the mistake of getting competitive in Sprint Vector this week. Um, oh. I spent two hours straight racing... Who I will call the Michael Jordan of Sprint Vector. This kid from (laughs) the States somewhere or Europe somewhere. I don't know. Uh, But he was fucking. He was he was 40 seconds ahead of everybody. He was the kind of guy who'd lay traps as he was racing. I and I just had it in me. You know, I'm a racer, so I'm like, I'm gonna fucking take this kid down, right? And I did. (laughs) 12 races in, my arms were falling off, but I took him. And like just at the last bit, I like hit him with uh, one of these like. Binding rockets and it stuck into the track and I got past him and I was just like I was cheering uh, I'm sure my neighbors heard. Um, I was just so happy, but two days later. I feckin fell apart I'm not you know when you're when yeah. you're in your mid-30s Yeah, uh, you, you know you do that kind of output when you're not used to it. It's it's bad news So was it here in your shoulders that you felt it the most because that's where I got it. i when I was playing it Hmm uh, mostly mostly the biceps actually mostly right. the biceps okay. um, wasn't wasn't so much here, but yeah, it was mostly just the biceps. I still feel it. I honestly, I still feel it here and here. Like it's just because from it's that yeah. constant, like up and down motion. And the thing yeah. is when you're in a competitive mind state, you just don't think, you don't feel pain. Yeah. You just go. So, you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I've gone from in the closed beta, I wasn't very prime on Sprint Vector, but I had a very positive experience with the community. Guys were like high-fiving me. It was like a really friendly. Mm. I don't, I wouldn't say I walked out with any friends. But the people who I played with, the kind of single-serving friendship you hear about in, in fact, what's that movie where the guys, I can't give away, uh, I'll come back to it, it's a Brad Pitt film. (laughs) Um, But anyway, single-serving friendships, I think it's actually pretty decent then, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of the community are really enjoying this one, you know, and I'm glad that, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they they are in a few months' time, you know, whether their community stick around or not. But uh, right now, there's a lot of buzz around the game and people seem to be really digging it, which I like, uh, I'm glad, because it's kind of like one of those games that's creating a new genre for VR, and I I really appreciate that.
2: Well, there's, I mean, we've seen it sprinkled throughout the last couple of years, but the genre of kind of like exercise VR, I think, is going to cement as something that isn't just for play, it's actually for yeah. results. We saw it with Box yeah. VR. We saw it even it er- as early as audioshield. people were using this for exercise. But like you put competitive spin on that, and you can really get into it and like lose mm. yourself. It's cool.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see like uh, what your heart rate would be uh, uh, you know in mm-hmm. that final race when you was really pushing it. I'd love to see what that kind of peaked at. Uh, that would be really interesting.
2: I probably had that stat by the way. Um, but oh, okay I, I one thing I noticed because I was talking to Servius as while well, they launched in that, and they were asking me for some um, feedback because they were having some problems. On the european store they weren't even listed like no. and that is horrible for a launch and and so i tried to get any on any with any players on the european server and it was just dead but the north yep. american servers were buzzing because they were listed but i, I think yeah. if you didn't know sprint vector was out you'd have to search for it by name to find it but yeah that's no, wrong no i
0: I did the same thing. Um, I tried to find it, you know, look on the uh, the PlayStation Store, and like you say, the only way you could find it on the UK Store was if you actually searched for it. Yeah. It had titles on listed on the store on the front page that weren't even out yet, like uh, Moss, for example. Yeah. But Sprint right. Vector wasn't there. So it only no, 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 really, really, sure. really dropped the ball uh, for, for Servios on this one. It happened
1: before as well. Like, that store is very hard sometimes to find your game there, you know? Yeah. You need to search for some to find them, but like a game, that just comes out needs to
3: be on the front of course it needs yeah to be on the of course page. it's like a that size like, yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah that size
0: yeah especially if you're a developer you put your heart and soul into a project for like a couple of years and then you launch it and then it's not Anywhere on the store. I remember seeing like a indie indie game or something like that. The the movie, yes, uh, on on Netflix, and they the developers for Super Meat Boy. They just launched their game on Xbox, and uh, then it wasn't on the store. They had the same problem. Yeah, yep, And absolutely. you just really you really felt their frustration. It was yeah. uh, heartbreaking in a way.
2: Well, the important thing there, isn't it, Mike? That um and people. I had to explain this to my father because he was interested in investing in VR, which is a great news for VR, by the way. But um in terms of in terms of like the spike, the way game sales go is not. Often, unlike PUBG, which probably went a bit like that, curved up. Um, mm. Most games have a spike and they just taper off. Like that's so yeah. your your day one is definitive for how many sales you're going to get in total. and, yeah, and so if important. you don't, if you're not storefront, yeah. Uh, I mean, what what are they going to do? You know, a week later, give them a storefront? Maybe it should help yeah. anyway.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's kick it over to Nathie. Uh Now you're back on track.
1: Yeah, you've been up to? track, I hope it sounds fine, by the way, if not, I'm sorry. We can hear you, okay. My yeah. computer is punishing me for being awesome today, but uh, hey, <laughs> uh, I played uh, uh, two games this week. I uh, played uh, the uh, Zelda demos, a, a fan-made project by yes. a game named uh, aklar 45 Five? Yeah. but uh, uh, yeah, he made a few demos of battles that you can also do in, in all the classic Zelda games, but he uh uh rebuild uh, them in the unreal engine and you mm. can play them in vr2 so you can hold a sword and a shield and you can shoot a bow and arrow it's really mm. cool it's it's not really uh a game it's more like an experience i would say but yeah. still it's it's really nice if you like to go a little bit off the road uh then that's the thing uh, you should give like like you should give it a try. Uh, yeah. You can fight Ganondorf, you can fight a giant spider. Oh, Arma yeah, Goma, As far so as so, it's cool. actually an, a, it's
2: interactive, yeah. Nathy. Oh, it it yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah right I
1: Yeah, and you could, can also yeah. fight against a lava dragon, yeah. uh, Volgaria, or something like that. I, yeah, like I'm not very good with uh, names uh, <laughs> here, but. Uh, that one was uh, was really, really fun. It's free, by the way. So uh, just, just look it up, Zelda VR, and then yeah. you will find those uh, demos. And I played TSA Frisky, too, after Rowdy played it. <laughs> um, I was like, uh, I, I need to steal his views. So I, <laughs> I, I played it, too. <laughs> but uh, no, um, that's a joke. Um, But anyways, uh, it's a really fun game, you know, you are at an airport and you need to uh, frisk people, you need to like scan them and see what they are carrying, and if it's something illegal, then you need to grab it and then put it into like a, what is it, like a dumpster or something. Yeah. Um, But they are carrying funny stuff, like like pickles and... uh, Oculus. uh, uh, oh, is, uh, rifts, yeah, true, true. Quackuluses, mm-hmm. that's how yeah. they uh, call them there. Um, that's also a fun one. And it's free too. So, uh, like at the moment, I'm really looking for like the free experiences going back mm-hmm. to.
3: The, well, I mean, like it's like updates. a it's like a pay what you want kind of uh, kind of thing. So if you if you want, you can give the yeah, developers okay. like a few dollars, or
1: and it's a sneak yeah. peek because they are going to bring out a full game. It started as a uh, fun project, as a student project or something, and now they are actually a VR startup that is now trying to get it onto Steam and maybe Oculus Home too. So that's really really cool. To, Question like, for you. Start as a,
2: Sorry to yeah. interrupt. Question for you on that one. Is there anything extreme in it? Because as a fan of um, that other border control game, like... Papers, is... Please? Papers, yeah, please. Papers, Please. Thanks, Mike. I- is there anything extreme in it or is it kind of cartoony?
1: It's, okay. it's not a
2: serious uh, uh, game. Yeah. Okay. There is um there is a VR game that
0: uh, touts yeah. to be the VR version of Paper Please, and that's called Border Control. Um, mm. I saw it teased on a website a couple of days back, and they're looking to the uh, truck. They're, tr- they're t- currently trying to find funding to release in 2018. So maybe that'll be a bit more edgy, like the kind of game that you want, Zim.
2: Yeah, I. You know me. I like edgy stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Papers Please was awesome, by the way. If you haven't that's played so Papers so, Please, check know. it out. Um, but this week, uh, I, w- I also, like Rowdy, uh, played uh, Brass Tactics, uh, played with Zim, uh, also played with Caleb from Reality Check VR. See, see um, he's
3: like one of the guys who went like training, like hardcore for this
0: kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caleb's going Caleb's gonna to do well. And and we'll talk more about that later because, you know, we're going to be part of a tournament which is being hosted next week. Um, but we'll go more into Brass Tactics later on in the show as part of the topics. Um, the, the other game that I played, or two games, should, I should say, is Esper One and Esper 2, uh, part of the Esper collection. Uh, they uh, It used to be like a Gear VR title. Um, so it's, it's been around for quite a while, but I never got to check it out because I don't have like a Gear VR headset. It's, it
1: was also an Oculus title, by the way, an Oculus it, Rift title.
0: It was, you're Game right, Ben. Gamepad only, exactly. So mm-hmm. recently, uh, the developers sync they are a UK uh, development company—re-released uh, the collection uh, for touch controls. So they implemented touch controls. Uh, so I thought, well, this is the perfect opportunity for me oh. to dive back into this and and actually experience it for the first time. So I went in completely blind, started playing Esper One, and uh, I just got so drawn into the Wait, the go. gameplay.
3: What is it about?
0: So, OK, so what you do is you play the role of a person who have who can control uh, objects with their mind. And you're going through the Esper program, which is a program uh, made by the government almost to make sure you're not a danger to society. So you've got to prove to them that you can solve these puzzles and you're not going to use it for bad. Um, but essentially, you get these uh, increasing uh, puzzles, a bit like portal Kind of gave me that vibe because it's got this humorous element to it. The stories there, and you've got these uh, physics-based puzzles that you have yeah. to solve mm-hmm. uh, by using your touch controllers to move objects around. Uh, but it's really, really fun, and I, I really got drawn into it. And then as soon as I finished Esper One, I just booted up Esper Two, and then I yeah. played them both back to back in a four-hour session. I was just loving That's it. Really cool. Yeah, is is both- the story
3: good enough to suck you in, or is the story a little bit more? Uh, it's it's it
1: gives you that that I expect you to die kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. uh, you know yeah. you go yeah. from yeah. one level to the next one, a different environment. I think it's it, it it's a it's one of the first like titles that came out for Gear VR and also for Oculus Rift, by the way. So uh, yeah, but bad. this
0: the second one uh, ramps everything up. So if you I would I would totally say go and do the first one first. But when you experience the second one, everything's been ramped up to ten. And-
3: what what is the part that drew you in so much then? What what is it the the puzzles itself or is it more the, the atmosphere or the gameplay? So- or- it
0: was the puzzles that kept me coming back because they increase in complexity and difficulty. So they're really satisfying when you solve them, but also it's kind of got this overarching story to it as well. More so in the second one than it is the first one. Uh, like you escape the agent base facility at the beginning, and then you're in uh, sort of an Aztec area. And then you go into like a dream world. Uh, I won't spoil anymore, but there's a lot of environments in the second one, whereas the first ones you're just contained in this one room. Uh, but it's nice that they took the concept of the first one and really just you know, cranked up uh, it, it to 10 and sort of increased the graphics, increased the story. They even had voice actors such as Nick Frost, who's like a, a UK actor, uh, voice over some of the uh, characters in the second game as well. So uh, it's a really cool experience. If you want to check it out, it's available on the Oculus Store, Seven ninety nine in British pounds, nine ninety nine in US dollars. Um, but well, it's about four hours uh, for both how, games. How did
2: you find the touch implementation? Because when I, I only played Esper 2, but I played it through and that was probably two years ago. Um, yeah. How did you find, like, I suppose for the puzzles and things when you're rotating objects, were you using Touch for that? Yeah, of course, yeah. So it, it, I, I never
0: experienced it using like a Gear VR controller, yeah. so uh, I don't really know how to compare it, but it, it worked really well uh, on the Rift. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So but are you
1: actually that. like grabbing an object with your hand, or is it more that telekinetic power that? You see? So it's, it's like a, a laser pointer that you. Yeah,
0: it, it, you're right. It is a laser pointer. You, like you can't physically go and grab it. You, it's still like better uh, as a seated experience because you're in a chair in the virtual environment as well. So I would I would recommend you sit down and play it. And then yeah, you just kind of point at a block, and then you can move it fir- closer towards you or further away, yeah. um, and that kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely check it out. But I also checked out the uh, the Zelda VR thing. Um, I've only done one of them so far, which was the uh, Armagoas uh, level, the big spider one. Uh, but like uh, Nathie said, for a fan-made experience, it's super polished and, uh, of course, it's free. So check out uh, Akla uh, underscore 45 on YouTube, and you can download all yeah. the uh, experiences for free from uh, the description in his videos. So uh, that's really, really cool. So nice job on that one. Uh, But yeah, so that's what we've been up to this week. So let's jump into the first topic, and that is the Winter Olympics in VR. So the Winter Olympics are going on right now in uh, Pyeongchang in South Korea. Uh, They started on the 9th of February, and they'll run through all the way to the 25th of February. But uh, Intel are actually kind of sponsoring the uh, whole uh, event by offering VR sort of recording and streaming. And uh, what they're saying is, you can watch a lot of the uh, VR Olympics. Uh, actually, 50 hours worth of live events are going to be viewable in VR. Um, but unfortunately, it's the way they've implemented it that's the not-so-good not, they're not, they're not, they're not so good thing. Because it's great that we can watch this content in VR. I appreciate that. And I appreciate where they're pushing it forward. Mm-hmm. And VR is becoming more mainstream and being used for live events and stuff like that, for football and things. I think it would be great as well. But unfortunately for this, uh, first of all, it's only locked to the US. So... Again, the Europeans and everyone else get screwed over. Um, And you can only uh, view this content through mobile VR or Windows Mixed Reality platform. So you can download, if you do have either of those, like a Gear VR or, you know, using Google Cardboard, for example, or a Windows MR headset, Mm. uh, you can go to your local uh, app store and download NBC Sports VR, which is like uh, where you can watch this content through. But then you have to input your cable provider's information to prove that you've actually got a cable provider and you're actually paying for a cable subscription. And then you can watch the VR content. Wow. So it kind of sucks. Very gated, is not just... isn't it? Exactly. And like, that's that
1: free. Like over here in my country, we can just watch the Olympics for free. But... Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, everyone yeah, can watch but... the
3: Olympics for free. But, but since not it's not in the
1: American app, maybe, that you need to prove.
3: Nah, that, it, prob- uh... it probably has to do with the fact that those kind of companies, they probably pay a lot of money um, to get the exclusive rights to send that out. Exactly. Um, that yeah, has okay. to do with it and you can watch it for free in your, in your own country but if you for example are in belgium and i want to watch it on on the yeah, dutch uh, website i won't yeah, be able okay. to do so because it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's region locked uh, with those kind of things because there's a lot of money involved to get rights to send something out like that know, yeah. and it sucks but it it kind of makes sense as well I, I do like the whole concept of watching
1: the winter olympics let's say we would all sit together uh at like uh a place up front and and watch snowboarding and then socialize yeah. you know that would be so freaking epic and if you see the the trailer they have for this uh, uh uh winter olympics vr app it looks so cool like standing yeah. on the ice like on, oh, let's go let's go you know yeah it would be so so nice but the uh, the truth is is a little different right like
0: yeah exactly like uh you know some of the stuff that that's been i don't know if you guys have been watching much of the olympics but i watched uh sean Ro- sean white's uh snowboard run and it was just like that guy, like what he can do on a snowboard, is incredible. And to be sitting on the half pipe and watching him perform those tricks yeah, exactly. would have been a real magical experience. Um, yeah. It's just unfortunate, like you say, it's gated off and only a select few can experience it right now.
2: I, I don't know if um, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast last week, but um, when we were talking about about um, uh, Tesla and and, and uh, the heavy Falcon, I or the Falcon heavy. I wanted VR there, right? And this is the this is just kind of a persistent desire now. I just want a VR camera or to be able to be in the environment. I mean, it's a baseline for me now, right? 3-4 yeah. years of this, it's like, you know, that's what I expect and to to only have it on mobile, I can see why they're being gated about it, but it is a it is a it is a kind of a disappointment.
3: The mm-hmm. other thing I would just yeah. say
2: is I find the Olympics a very interesting thing. Um, I was in London when they did the uh, the Olympics, and then uh, obviously it's went amazing. to the Olympics now. But it's not something that really attracts me that much. I mean, I, I appreciate what it is and all that, but mm. I don't. I don't personally watch it. I mean, the rest of you guys mm. watch the Olympics. Is this something you're? But I, I, yeah. yeah,
0: I think for me, um, say they had three hundred and sixty or like experience where you can experience it in VR, and it's on the front of a
2: bobsled. Yeah, what then- I meant. What about V, like, have you guys played V before, the no. social app? Like you can no. sit on the side of a cliff, like, sorry, a mountain face, right? Where you've got a little encampment hanging, and the four of you are sitting side by side. Oh. It's a little right. bit Good like, um, it's a little bit like, not big space. What am I, like you, love these guys, the TV. Big screen. Oh, big screen, space. thank you. Uh, it's like big screen, but you're sitting side by side. If you could do that, like what Nathie said, be side by side mm. on a bench and watch together and almost see the other headset people's reactions you're not sitting yeah, on the same cool. couch but that's you're sitting on couches cool. afar from like the four yeah. of us could be sitting watching an event and produce yeah. a video yeah. that says reactions to the olympics you know that would actually be fun loads of people would watch that so i mean it's just yeah
1: like, no if they can if that. they can
2: mix it up with
1: like a 360 environment that is still like yeah. 3d in a way yeah. then it's fine if you're like in in just a, a low quality 360 that is getting streamed then you know it's yeah mm. but Mike, you haven't really told us about like what it exactly is. So when you boot up this app, what 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 can you do? What 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 are the possibilities?
0: So you, the NBC Sports VR app. So it's obviously tied to NBC, and that's uh, a US-based cable uh, company, anyway. So that kind of makes sense that you have to provide your cable information. So you boot up the application, and then they've got a schedule uh, on the Intel website of all the events that you can watch live. And like I said, they are live, so it is kind of cool. It's not like a pre-recorded thing. Um, and then you can just fire up the app and then jump into that live experience when one is running. Um, put that in your Gear VR, your cardboard or your Windows Mixed Reality headset and then just experience the event. Um, you know, have long that goes on for From the initial feedback from people that have checked it out. They said actually that some of the less interesting events, let's say, like the curling, for example, which is an event uh, where you have an ice sheet and you 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 slide a stone uh, it's kind of like bowls, but on ice. Okay. Uh, they, so that's actually probably one of the better uh, VR experiences out of all of them because it's a fixed camera and uh, uh, you know, there's not much moving, so you, you can appreciate fast, it more. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Yeah, Whereas with everything
0: it else, it's kind of a bit fast. and it's Also, artifacting.
2: The ar- artifacting, exactly, I've noticed, yeah. like in 360-degree video, there's a lot of yeah. motion in the scene. It's a real problem because you have that compression. The other thing I was going to say is, because Nathan mentioned this, what I want, right? 360 around me, not good enough. I want the stereoscopy, I want the full VR environment and I've yeah. seen it in a few things. Unfortunately, those were adult things and the way that they capture an environment um, takes a whole surround of cameras like it's, it's yeah. you can't you couldn't yeah. easily do that for the Olympics I can't imagine. Um, how they're gonna eventually break that and solve that I don't know. Do you guys know yeah. of any experiences right now that you've done which are like that where it's like full-on photogrammetry for the entire scene in motion, you you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Like in the
3: like, uh, how is that that uh, that application called from from Valve again? Um. Uh. Not the lab. I I I I
1: know what you're talking about. Um, Where you they have like the a fo-
3: fo- the photogrammetry of like the church, yeah. and you can like yeah. walk around. Oh, and right, and Yeah. Go yeah. In the but that's static,
2: like... right? Yeah. No, that's no, not no, true. No, no. That's not static. No, it is static. No, 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 no. It's a statically it's captured environment. Yeah. There's nothing moving yeah. in the environment. No, the, the water is moving. The grass is moving. Those kind of things. Yeah. But that's animated in post. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah of it's course. Like, and you've got a bird flapping and stuff. Yeah, but you I'm saying that
1: life. That's like a lot of work. Yeah. But that's it. Like right now, we still haven't seen a next level uh life uh, experience no. going uh, on. If you can blend in 360 nicely with a 3D environment, let's say yeah. you have snowboarding and and it's a 360, but it's it's kind of far away, and you put like 3D trees in front of it, and you can. Can mm-hmm. sit there and there's stuff moving around it that that perfectly makes sense in the scene. Yeah, then it works. But as long as you are just sitting in the middle of that low quality 360, it, I, I can't call a low 360 VR. Okay? Yeah, it's just a yeah. flat image. I, but, I, like, the, but like you say, uh the all the time. It's also with like the movies and like uh, just a casual 360 doesn't do the trick. It needs no. to be more. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: But like you mentioned, Zim, it's the adult industry that is pushing this technology forward. Nice. And, uh, I'm sure myself and the VR industry, great job at that. uh, thank you for your, uh, you know, <laughs> your, your, your investment into
3: science. Thank you. Uh, Although, but yeah, you're right. I have to say, I have to say though, like, uh, I think it would be as as a soccer fan, uh, it would be really cool if you would have
2: like multiple cameras on the on the sideline or attached to the goal that you could watch like replays. No, 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 no. Attached to the players, I want GoPros on every yeah. player that you can go like you want to be riding on the <laughs> shoulder of your halos. favorite dude. <laughs> yeah yes yeah okay
3: but i mean that won't happen anytime soon but like uh like a camera attached to like every goal post or like a camera or attached yeah. to like the the corner post or like on, on the sidelines and you can so like cool. watch replays like yeah,
2: that
3: I, agree. I, I would i would freaking dig that i would like that
0: but this is the problem with that kind of content as well is when you have a lot of choice and i think we mentioned it on another show but it's not a curated experience right. so you could be like on a goal post and then
3: miss the the vital shot I, only I would only be interested for replays right okay all okay, the rest the i if it you, wouldn't be it wouldn't be happening
1: if you watch television then they have a, a like a, a book in there with with all like okay this is the camera we are going to show them and then it goes to that one so there's like a format for that but mm. the vr it's not there yet it's not like okay so when the ball is going that way how can we make the player look at that in a way mm. it's not making the motion sickness it's not going too fast it's really like a uh, nice to look at, as Mike said. If you watch curling, okay, then it's well fairly slow. But if you have soccer, it's really fast. So how yeah. can you uh, put like cameras on the right spot? I think if they figure that out, then you can do it whatever soccer game. Because I, like, I games, actually have experience
2: day- from something like this on Twitch. They did Daisy tournaments called the Survivor Games, and mm-hmm. this is so if you have a blended, curated experience. So you have like a spine which you can log into and. They're, you know, someone is a producer and broadcasting and making sure that along the way you have, you know, you have a particular view. The issue with that, if you have like 32 players playing competitively or a PUBG match or something like that, is that oftentimes the producer is not in the right place. Like more often than not if you are watching your favorite six players you can focus in on the action faster than they can actually come around to it and sometimes they just miss it completely but it's an amazing that's one of the draws of twitch actually is that you have like so many different views and i think that it's one of the attractions of uh, next week's event is going to be you know being able to look at different people's perspectives uh in a competitive environment and it's the same thing we want here we want to see the olympics from the right perspectives yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, maybe, you never know, they might fix all
0: this stuff out and it'll come to all VR headsets. You know, maybe when uh, the Olympics is in Tokyo in 2020, Mm -hmm. we'll all be able to experience this and jump in and experience it together and have have a few... Have
2: we had any? Have we had any experiences so far? Because as far as I know, they've all been mobile.
0: All been mobile, yeah. Or, or like a, on on uh, the Windows Mixed Reality platform, yeah. yeah. So, kind of sucks. And you have to be in the US, of course. So you can't even you can't even go on. You can't even
3: go into YouTube. It's it's, it's uh, funny. Actually, every, uh, every, we should be angry time. at the US for uh, for not doing. We should be angry at our own countries for not making this available for us. Yeah, I am. I, I'm angry, at everyone. But uh, <laughs> every
1: time you see a title come out on PC or mobile, uh, they they usually try to really hide that that fact that it's for US only. It's the yeah. same with, with some deals. We are going to talk about the PlayStation VR later on, yeah. but sometimes you're like, wow, that's great. And then the, you don't even know it's like US only, but they want you to log in <laughs> and then yeah, find course. out because then you already have it and then you're like halfway in.
0: Yeah, so of course. Know. So uh, moving on from the the Olympics, um, let's move on to something that is super awesome that we can all share. And that is the new Ready Player One trailer. So if you've been living under a rock for like the last year and you've never heard of Ready Player One, then now is the time to listen up because this is gonna be super important for the VR industry, I think. And it's gonna be releasing on the 29th of March. So not that long away now. It's uh, based on a book called Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. And the movie is being directed by Steven Spielberg, so you can't really ask for bigger pedigree than that, really. Um, what we're going to do is, on this episode, we're going to play the trailer for you, so you can check out the trailer for yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be friggin' awesome. So sit back, relax, check out this trailer right now, and then we'll talk a bit more about it after the trailer has played. What do you think of that, then, dude? You've not this is is this the first time you've seen it, Zim? No, 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 no. I watched it. What the about second you? Second I in this. It's yeah, transform. I mean, I,
3: I didn't put the audio on now because uh, there will be a time desync, of course, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, I, I think the first trailer looked cool. I, I, I like this kind of concept, but it's hard to like judge a movie by a trailer, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. there's so much stuff going on. Uh, oops. I haven't read the book, so I, I'm, oh. I'm guessing that you know a lot more about this than I do, Mike. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering how they're going to draw this into like a, a, a straightforward story. So yeah, I'm kind mm-hmm. of interested, yeah.
0: So the basic story, uh, to let you know a bit of an overview without too many spoilers, is that you've got the main character who's called Wade Watts. He plays the uh, the main character and his avatar is called Parzival in the Oasis, which is the virtual world world has kind of gone to shit and essentially the oasis is the only place that people tend to go now to get enjoyment have education uh meet up with friends that's all they do now just in the oasis because the, the real world is so sucky so they all put on vr headsets to go into this oasis uh but the guy that created the oasis like a mark zuckerberg type character who invented the whole thing just dies suddenly and then he's like well what i did was uh, on my before i died i hid an easter egg in the oasis which is like the size of like a solar system for example to give it a bit of perspective mm-hmm. and whoever finds the easter egg will take control over the whole oasis and then there's this like evil corporation called ioi who make all the technology but they just want to monetize the oasis so they are trying to hunt for the egg themselves and to obtain the egg you need to find three hidden keys within the virtual world and whoever finds them obviously takes control but That's the main cool. character he stumbles across the first key and uh, then things just snowball out of control for him uh but it's going to be a super cool uh, movie i hope uh the book was uh, yeah. freaking awesome
2: book was very yeah. good i was well, when did, wait, wait when
3: did you guys read this like did you read it before you got interested in virtual reality or was it after it yeah it was
0: um about the same sort of time because it, they kind of coincided a little bit like the book's a few years old now but it was around the dk1 days that it came out i'm pretty sure but the, the, the thing with the book is, and the same with the movie, is it's got so many references in it from uh, pop culture. You know, like uh, he he drives a DeLorean from Back to the Future, for example. But like in the book, it's got the Ghostbusters logo on the side mm. of it. It's kind of like a real mashup of franchises and stuff. And obviously in the trailer, you see at the end, there. there's tons of different uh, Easter eggs in the trailer itself. And there's a section where people are running down the road with VR headsets on. And then it switches to like the Oasis. And they're actually like uh, Spartans from Halo. And they're sort yeah, of like I getting
3: into that, the fight. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really cool. I'm really uh, looking forward to it. I even think I saw like parts from like uh, like Final Fantasy. I thought, yes. well, I wasn't sure.
0: Yes, yeah,
3: yes.
2: Cool. They've updated yes. it though. They've, they've really taken artistic license with this, which I I appreciate. Although I don't personally like it. I appreciate that they've done that because I think to make that book relevant, you can't mm. just take the references just in the book and present them because the audience who's going to view the movie is not necessarily going to be the people who read the book. So it makes sense to kind of take current pop culture and imbue that in. I read it in 2014 because this is how my show started. DK2 went live and a dude who now is a part of my team badgered me for three months to read the book. And then I read the book um, and it's a fantastic book. It's actually really good. There's there's almost too many references in it because I'd say 70% of them I got, having been a kid who grew up through the 80s and 90s, but some of them just went over my head. I mean, there, there's a lot in there. And if you got through that book not feeling a couple of pulls to your childhood or whatever, I'd be surprised. I mean, it yeah. and it and the way it peels the story out, I just hope the movie can do it justice. Because right what now, to me, I'm seeing Transformers, lots of Flash. And, like, if you take me back to the original Star Wars films, which I do like, but I wouldn't call myself a Star Wars fan, it's the characters. And it's the bond between the characters that makes mm. the film. And... I'm not seeing that yet in the film, but maybe they're just not showing that. Let, let me ask you this.
3: Like, would you still recommend a book to kids now?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. timeless, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Or, or if you don't have time to read the book, uh, I would say download the uh, the um, the audio book uh, on iTunes or something like that from Audible. Oh, okay. it's um, nice. Yeah, Audible. it's read by uh, Will Wheaton, actually. Um, and uh, actually, that's yeah. how I did it.
2: I did the I did the yeah. audio pod. I did the audio book, which was really yeah. good. So Will Wheaton does a great job of voicing he does. it. out. yeah, it's he really does. really good. Yeah. Every yeah. time that someone
3: says the name Will Wheaton, I need to think of that episode with Stewie Griffin. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I always
0: think of The Big Bang Theory because I always talk about Will Wheaton and The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> so uh, so, so but, yeah, that uh, is I on, a sorry. very
1: juicy like theory on this whole Ready Player One launch that is okay. happening next month. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very hyped up for the movie. I did a few videos on my channel already. I don't know how many I can make more of this, but I, not right now I feel like I want to watch it twice. But, yeah, I'm also curious how this whole thing is going to work with all those characters in there. I don't feel like there's going to be that much going on with those characters. It's not like they're all going to talk and and, 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 and and have their own personality. You know, you will see them pop up maybe sometimes. And, but I, I don't feel like that's going to happen with many because it takes so much work. Plus licensing, like you can have the character, but can you also have the voice? Can you have this? Can you have that? So there's, there's so many rules Or like a movie to even make this, it's very special to see so many characters. It would
3: be it would be cool if they would like hide like keys around for like uh, tickets to the premiere or something. Uh They are doing something. You know the best thing they could do.
2: Nine Inch Nails did this a while back, dropping USB keys in like restrooms around the place at gigs is what they did. They could do something like this, like just just scatter them in like cinemas, like around. I don't know. Yeah, multiple yeah. countries you know yeah. with data yeah. that has to be unencrypted or something that would be awesome but no, all seriously on, on, on.
1: keep your eyes open there are some easter eggs in there we're not going yeah. to spoil anything but just just it's it's not that hard to find but just just keep your eyes open and you'll find some stuff but the juicy theory here is so htc is the official uh, vr partner that's how they call themselves yeah. for ready yeah. player one what does that mean? No one really knows. Uh, usually what you can uh, expect is uh, a yeah, 360 VR experience of the movie or something like The Rock. I don't hope we're gonna get a Jumanji uh, VR uh, title for Ready Player One. Especially for Ready Player One, that would be a disaster. Because Ready yeah. Player One is kind of like about VR, you know, the Oasis, of the metaphors. But uh, the juicy theory I, I, I saw popping up on my timeline yesterday was uh, one of my uh, subscribers said What if uh, HTC is going to launch the Vive Pro together with the movie when it comes out? Because they said something about Q1 here, Q2, I don't don't really know. But this could be the moment for them to launch this. And Mm. I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe there's like a Ready Player One VR game coming out. I don't think it's going to be a VR game. No, I don't think so. But... um, like we haven't seen anything VR related yet to the movie. Yeah. So if that's maybe hardware or maybe a, like a game or an experience,
2: I think it's going to be in. Got an idea. You know? What about, like, what if they did the avatar trick? I don't know. I haven't heard it. As, does anyone have any details on whether or not this is going to be in, uh, in, in 3d because they could launch it as a, uh, you know, a basically a side-by-side stereo in the headset packaged with mm. it and sell it that way. That could be a tie in. Mm-hmm. I hope. I hope it's
3: got, if it's going to be like indeed like like a movie package. I'm still hoping it will be like more of a VR experience and a 3D experience. Yeah, but yeah.
1: like you're not going to sell that headset with a VR experience that is free. So then it must no. be like a little game of like two three hours. That that mm. that's the only option, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, it's interesting though. It it, it could be a good moment. And the Vive Pro is, I think, it's ready to go. There's not really anything that they need to wait for. Uh, maybe just the right moment to sell it, of course, um, they could, I I know what
2: they could do, Nathie actually spinning off of that idea of yours, they could do what doom did so they could take all the 3d CGI characters and put them in a VR environment for you to explore (laughs) and experience so that you could see them in the scale that they were and all the detail. I would be interested in something like that. Like that's quite a cool, compelling VR experience. Even if there's no game involved, it's just viewing the characters.
3: That is a good point because that's what I miss a lot with like these like um, movies that want to make like a VR adoption instead of like making it like like a game experience like that awful thing they did with Halo: Recruit and that awful thing that they did with uh, with Jumanji, just make it something simple that you can experience like like a like a like a it's a roller coaster like you know like I I would love and I, I've said this already a couple of times if they make a Jurassic Park movie. Don't make like a Jurassic Park game We need to shoot dinosaurs. No, just put me in like a freaking roller coaster and let me go through the team park watching yeah. them well, They already did
0: that with Ready Player One because uh, Sansar made an experience that yeah, you can go around but, and explore and see the characters and yeah. iconic vehicles. That's what vehicles. I, that's, yeah.
3: that's, I think yeah.
0: much better. Well, what, what, uh, what I'm hoping is that they do something different from that so it's not just this Sansar experience because if they just say, oh yeah, the Sansar experience is here as well, then that would kind of be uh, a bit disappointing. No, no,
1: no. I don't think that's gonna happen. Like this is a, a one, uh, uh, like this is one opportunity they can take yeah. because we haven't, like we have never seen a movie coming out that is about VR. So this is their moment to shine. They are the official partner. They have been silent for so long now. They mm-hmm. did retweet the trailers and they yeah. did share some stuff. But this is their moment to, like, you can, let, let's say, if it's a toothbrush or something very simple, you can just put Ready Player One on there and it sells. And that's what you saw with the minions. You saw that with almost like every movie. You know, everyone wants to have minion banana, uh, tic tacs and, and, and candy well, and one sees And, and, and but maybe and,
3: it's much, much more stupid than that. And maybe it's just that you know, in the beginning of the movie, when they go into the Oasis, <laughs> yeah. that they just it's use there, the yeah. HC Vive. Yeah, maybe, yeah, well, maybe that, that, is that is it. Like, or yeah. they, it uses the Vive Pro or something. But, uh, it's I mean, like shown a, a the headset,
2: plug. so that's that can't be right because I mean, they've shown the HMD that the guy is yeah. using, right? I mean. They're not going to yeah, say, no, like, oh, because the way the book goes, I mean, not to spoil anything, you know, he, he does upgrade his headset. And yeah. I don't think they're going to be, like, stepping uh, from the shitey HTC Vive Pro to the I, modern one. Uh, that uh, wouldn't yeah, do yeah, well for their product. There,
1: there are so many possibilities of what yeah. you can do with a movie. Like, you guys, like, if you have ever been to a movie, you can sometimes see that they bring out a game, they they bring out uh, cornflakes or whatever. It could be that the Vive Focus or the Vive Pro is going to be at every cinema, and you can yeah. play a VR experience there, mm. and, and people can uh, think about like buying one, maybe, or it, they are going to use it in their advantage, for sure. And so, interesting day, I don't
0: really know. Interesting thing about the Vive uh, Pro uh, is that I'm actually going to be able to try one out. I'm going to be trying out one out on Friday. So I'm heading down to Brighton. There's an event going on down there called VR in a Bar, and it's being hosted by a Virtual Umbrella. Yeah. Uh, a few people from the VR community and some devs are going down there to try out the the Vive Pro. So I should next week's episode be able to tell you what my first thoughts are on With that. The,
3: uh, umbrella Corporation. <laughs> yeah, not the <laughs> Umbrella
0: Corporation. They're evil and my, they spawn zombies. If so, you're bleeding uh, from the uh, eyes next done.
2: week, then uh, we'll know. You know that, that something <laughs> went wrong. But yeah. I, I'm really curious to know. You, what's your exposure to the Vive? So we know what you're base benchmarking it off of, because I, how much exposure have you had to a Vive? So I've only tried a Vive like a handful of times.
3: Hmm. So, so you'll, be,
2: you'll be, be basically, oh, this is good actually, because you'll be comparing it to the Rift. That's your primary, that's your daily driver, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. So it will be interesting.
0: Uh, so moving on from Ready Player One, which is going to be freaking awesome, I think, uh, to something else that is freaking awesome. And that is the PSVR has price dropped like a rocket. Oh like a stone, guess. in fact. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's going to be $100 less on most bundles. So, again, these are the U.S. prices, U.S. bundles. Yeah. But if you're interested in picking up a PSVR, now is the right time. Well, more specifically, <laughs> tomorrow, uh, from, from, yeah, tomorrow, the 18th of February to the 3rd of March, you can grab a PSVR from the PlayStation Store. Uh, these are the bundles that they're offering. So, check this out. So, the lowest bundle, $199.00. That will get you the old model PSVR, yeah. the PSVR camera, and Gran Turismo Sport. So it's $199, that's uh, which is pretty incredible, really. You know, if you own a PS4 and you're even remotely interested in VR, I would say just go and get one because that is the, an the absolute funny
3: we say almost with every price drop of the psvr we say if you don't get one now you know you really should get one <laughs> yeah yeah but it, that's true they, 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 because it's i'm keep on saying this it's a brilliant headset it really yeah, it works is. flawlessly and it's 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 unbelievable that they can bring it down to that price i mm-hmm. think it, it, it at that price it beats the competition yeah,
2: yeah. honestly at that it. price that i mean it is it they are going to war and i love it because it is mm. to the benefit, because they know what's happening this year, right? You got the the pro launching, you got Go, so you got all these different mm. players. They're striking yep. when the iron is hot, right in the center, saying, "We're already the biggest market. Let's just go yeah. wider." You know, yeah. and yeah. that's what they're doing.
1: They are yeah. growing their like user base so freaking fast. Every yeah. time with these sales, it's 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 nuts. It is. And in the meanwhile, in Europe, we still need to pay like three fifty euros for that. Uh, playstation vr but yeah. hey, that, that, that yeah i don't know i if they would have done it in europe too that would have been great but yeah we all know that the us is pretty big uh, vr wise yeah, but yeah. I, I hope they will do some some uh sales in europe too you know
0: so so the 199 ninety nine dollar bundle that is with the older generation headset though and this yeah, is probably why they're doing it at that price because they want to get rid of their old inventory the, right uh... Um, I still have that one. But it's no, yeah. like,
2: the difference between those headsets is, is almost nothing, yeah, by the way. you're exactly
0: right. And I'll come on to the, the, the minutia of the, the details between the two uh, very shortly. But the next uh, price point is $299. So uh, this is the new model of the PSVR uh, with the PSVR camera. And this one is bundled with Doom VFR. So it's $100 uh, more expensive. But all you're getting is the slight slightly newer model of the headset essentially and doom vfr over gran turismo no, control- no 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 ps uh aim controller no so what i would probably say is go for the 199 dollar one and just buy doom vfr yeah and then you, you know you're yeah. getting uh gran turismo and doom vfr for like 250 bucks probably but so gt is a
2: throwaway frankly oh, right, okay it's not okay. a it, it's uh, it, there's only a segment of it that's VRified. It's not oh, right. a proper race game. If you want a proper race game, get to Rally on PS, PS4. I didn't know that. That's okay, a great nice. VR game, by the way. But yeah, no, I think don't even include that as something in your consideration of the bundle. That's a throwaway addition. Doom is decent, but again, you know, just buy right. it if you find it interesting.
0: So this is the kind of the best bundle, I think, in my opinion. And it's $349. Mm-hmm. You get the new model PSVR, the PSVR camera, the Move controllers, and Skyrim.
2: Fucking hell. Yeah, do that now. <laughs> do that now. That's Zim's bundle right there. Do that now. Go buy it. I knew again, Zim was
3: going to like that one.
2: I didn't actually much, see that one. I saw the 199 model, but I didn't see that. That is an amazing package. Yeah, but so...
3: 199 plus Skyrim. How much would that be then? Yeah, but you would need controllers as well. Yeah, you you might be able to pick them up so, cheap,
0: yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, it's still a great bundle. Oh, that's fucking uh, great. So that that it, that bundle, the that's three great. four nine uh, Skyrim bundle, oh, yeah. would have usually been four four nine. So you're getting a hundred dollars off that as well.
2: Yeah. Um. Originally, you would have just paid that for the headset, just the headset, no controllers, yeah. no game. Fucking yeah. hell, that's
0: yeah. brilliant. Skyrim's uh, a game that you could think like hundreds of hours in, right? In, yeah. I'm
2: already eighty hours in, and yeah. I think about I've completed four quests. But there's so many good titles in
3: PSVR, you know, and there's still so many good ones that are common. It's uh, it's a really good investment, I think. Yeah, it's true. If want, and if you buy a yeah.
0: PSVR during this
3: bundle, go and look
0: for Sprint Vector on the store. If you can't see it, go and look for <laughs> go it. Go and look for it, <laughs> right. Yeah. And if, if, you have, if, you, pad,
3: if you and have a like PS4, everything. you should already have a PSVR because the last price drop that we said. It means yeah. you're not listening. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it's it's weird though. I posted it on my Facebook and there were still people like, eh. Yeah. Well, it's still a little bit too expensive. It is, though. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It is. Like, You're 16, this right? This is your moment. Yeah. Well, but, hey, uh, also, this is really cool. If you do not own a PlayStation, okay, because you still need to buy the PlayStation, too, if you want to get it. Yeah, of course. You know, if you want to use it with the PlayStation, Vi yeah, it okay. makes sense. You can't just put the cable on the floor and it works. Yeah. But. There is one thing you could do, and if you like to just fiddle it around with VR and your computer, you could hook up your PlayStation VR to your computer as well and 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 use it.
2: So oh, really? Two hundred really? bucks? You can. You
1: can. You can use a PlayStation VR on your computer. Now, of course, it's like a little like fiddling around, and you need to do some stuff. But if you like that, and you're like, okay, well, two hundred bucks, uh, let me just get this headset. Then uh, this is your moment. Uh, yeah, we said it many don't times don't before, know. but. Yeah.
0: Intriguing. So, like, I'll, again,
1: I'll,
0: I'll have to have a look into that. Yeah, I've never to, heard like, of that before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: kind of under like uh, an underdog effect, but yep, it yep. works. Yeah.
0: Nice. And you can play Steam VR titles with it,
1: maybe. I, I, I like. I never tried.
0: I can't. I can't imagine that
3: it will be. I mean, that not be Amazing. It's not. Amazing. That free. It's not right. Right. But it's. Right. Free, right. But it That's just. For you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So uh, just to go into the differences between like the older version of the PSVR and the newer model, yeah. uh, it, like Zim mentioned, the differences between the two are really negligible. Neg- and uh, really, is it worth the extra money? Uh, I don't know. It all depends really whether you've got a 4K head um, a 4K TV or not. To be honest. Because the new model has a HDR pass-through on the breakout box. And basically what that means is high dynamic range. So if you've got like a 4K TV and you've got content like on the PS uh, ps4 pro for example and you want to play your games with uh, hdr enabled because they do make them look a little bit prettier on your 4k tv then that's maybe why you would go with the the new model psvr but let's be honest about it if you've already got a 4k tv and a ps4 pro you know like (laughs) you're gonna you're gonna sink your money into the top of the range headset anyway so you know uh, other than that, the uh, only difference is it's slightly no, more uh, ergonomic in terms of design because the cable that it, it, it is uh, detachable now, and it's also a lot lighter than the previous version. Uh, so um, that's going to uh, be a little bit nicer for you. And also the earbuds have got a new location for to slot in for your audio. Uh, and it's just sort of a little bit well more thought out in terms of uh little sort of tweaks but nothing great in terms of advancements you know the display everything else is exactly the same so that, that's what know. i
1: like that's what i like about playstation yeah. and even if there's an upgrade there it's not like they are uh, going for a big leap you know everything yeah. is so fair. you know like, yeah. if you can buy that then fine if you got the older one you're okay too. You know, it's, it's not really a problem. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're there we have it kicking it they're like go get yourself the rest right now yeah. with their great prices.
0: Yeah. Go get yourself a, a PSVR. So like I say, the deal's only going to run until the third of March and starts tomorrow, which is the 18th of February. Yeah, I think
2: it's yeah, worth saying, one, Mike, if people are interested nine. in picking up this okay. deal and they don't have a PlayStation yet personal recommendation, because I played on both, just do the extra for the ps4 pro Pro. it is worth it for the extra frame rate slightly extra fidelity skyrim there's a notable difference between the two uh there's good side-by-sides on the internet go check them out i think psvr frank did one a while back for skyrim so but the difference is is enough that i'd say it's worth the extra cash if you don't have a
0: Interesting. Okay, so moving on to from PSVR to Brass Tactics. Uh, So this is a a sort of a fairly big launch because it's kind of been a bit of a slow start to the year. Uh, Brass Tactics, if you don't know anything about it, is made by a a studio called Hidden Path. It was originally released uh, due for release in October two thousand seventeen, but got pushed back to February this year. Mm. Uh, I guess it just gave them more time to put a bit of polish on it and implement some uh, some more mechanics and stuff in the game. And I also reckon that it probably gave them the opportunity to add some voice acting into the game as well, because if you didn't know that uh, the guy, uh, Aidan Gillen, who plays Littlefinger from Game of Thrones is actually a voice actor in this game as well. He's like the main enemy, uh, so he's the kind of taunting uh, you and telling you how how, how much you suck uh, at the game, which is and kind I of do funny. Class. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like Brass Tactics, is a real-time strategy game at heart. It's uh, it, the lead dev- designer from Age of Empires 2 was involved in the game's development, so it's kind of got a uh, real-time strategy in its blood. Uh, and what you essentially do is you overlook uh, a tabletop battlefield and have a choice of different units, uh, different playstyles, and you sort of gather resources to fund building your army, which then you uh, can then, you know, send along the way to destroy the enemy units and ultimately take over your opponent's castle. So that's kind of the aim of the game. Um geez. Rowdy's Rowdy, God eye Damn
2: it, man! You do that, online. Do you I, like, like, I look yeah, over yeah, and see do yeah. doing eye drops, I and mean, it totally Throwing me thing.
0: off my stride. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you know, you've got you've got different tactics involved. Uh, you've got different units that you can deploy. Uh, you can also upgrade your castle, so it's all tactical as well. So your tactical advantage over which points you choose over the battlefield as well can sway mm-hmm. uh, the tide of battle as well. And uh, you know, it, it's cool because. There's two parts to this game as well. There's a free-to-try model, and then there's the actual paid-full game. And I love it when games do this, and it's I think it's a really wise way of uh, getting your game out there because Lone Echo did it, like it had Echo Arena, which was a, a free experience. Right. It wasn't gave you a taste of the mechanics of the game, the movement of the game, but in a sort of multiplayer competitive arena. And the same with this game as well, like with Brass Tactics. They've got Brass Tactics Arena, which is free and is out right now. came out two days ago, uh, the 15th of February. Um, And and during the the free uh, part of the game, the Brass uh, Tactics Arena, you can play one map, uh, multiplayer or competitively, uh, and the first two uh, story missions, which essentially are the tutorials that will guide you through how to play the game. And then you can play online as much as you want on this one map. And then obviously you've got the full game, which is due out next week, which is the 22nd of February. And that's going to have like a six-hour story-driven campaign. And over 20 maps that you can play, like multiplayer, competitive, co-op, everything on. Um, So that's kind of cool. So have you guys been checking this out as well? Like, obviously, I know that I've been playing with Zim. uh, Completely wrecked him with a couple of my dragons. Uh, Don't remember that Um,
2: at all, Mike.
0: You have selective memory.
2: (laughs) I I just remembered chocolate Uh, last week. That's all I remember, just lots of chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't
1: played it yet, but uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in checking it out. Um, yeah. One of the, the main questions I always have after like a launch like this, like how long is the multiplayer going to last? How many people are still going to play this after a few months? Uh, that's something you can't really answer. You need to just wait and see what happens. Uh, I am surprised, by the way, that they are using the Oculus avatars again in-game. I, I feel like they're always like kind of the... Uh, a thing that that is not really getting used that much but over here you can finally show up your yeah, character exactly a bit more. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. it,
1: it, it's like it's a nice feature you can use an oculus Zone where you can dress up and really look like yourself but I never see any like game out there where they really use them and, and mm-hmm. it actually surprised like, me I saw you guys playing yeah and, and Zim looked like Zim yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I
2: got I, surprised because right when I wasn't playing Mike uh, I I was surprised by the fact that it looked like Mike. I was like, Mike's in the- oh right, that's yeah. the because uh, so, it's a bit like their Wii model, right? So it's like the, uh, having yeah, the, the yeah. Wii characters uh, or whatever. That's
1: no, true. So so I'm I'm happy they are using that again. Agree. Uh, that's already like an improvement, uh, and we're not even talking about the gameplay mm. mechanics yet. I like the yeah. fact they put like Littlefinger in there. Is he is he called Littlefinger in the game too, or is uh, no? He's they not. No. No, they a, a different name. a different name Yeah. Like imagine this game. Like brass tactics, Game of Thrones edition.
2: Absolutely, it,
0: it feels like it because when you upgrade your castle, the way the castle uh, yeah, yeah, no opens up at, and
1: it does. It looks like the intro of Game, of Thrones. Like yeah. intro of, Game of Thrones. Oh, you're right. yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. That's really nice. But anyway, yeah. I'm not going to talk more because I haven't played it, so I'm. Really yeah.
0: So what do you think, Rowdy? You played it. You said you're struggling a little bit. Littlefinger is giving you a hard time.
3: <laughs> Littlefinger little is giving me a pretty hard time. Like, and I've I, I still set it to easy, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I, I know that the first time that I played it through, is uh, since you played the tutorial, and the only thing that the tutorial explains to you are like the three basic units, which was like uh, archers, swordsmen, and cavalry. Yeah. So I went against Lord Baelish, thinking there was only these three units, and I was there with like my 18 units of archers, or whatever I had. And he had like freaking tanks and fire breathing dragons and like uh, mortar and cannons. And I was just getting wrecked the first time. And the second time, I realized there were more units, but I, I started building them way too late. And ah. Uh... I
0: don't yeah. know. <laughs> I think is you've really got to uh, manage your resources and and do your castle upgrades as quickly as you possibly can. Really, yeah. Uh,
3: so uh, regarding your resources, do different kinds of lands give you different kind of resources, or yeah, is it just?
0: Yeah, they do. So some lands yeah. uh, will have two tower points on them. If you capture those uh, those uh, two towers and put a tower down on each, then that will gather you more resources. But also, yeah. like yeah. Uh, pro tip, there is uh, a castle upgrade that you can unlock fairly quickly at the beginning that will increase your ore or uh, productivity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So beyond um, that. It-
1: so can you, can you explain how this game uh, looks and plays from the start for the people that haven't really uh, seen a trailer yet or are listening yeah. right now? How, how does it look? So it, like, it's a table, right?
0: Yeah, so if you can imagine in your mind, like if you've ever heard of like the Warhammer series, like where they have like big tabletops of, of like landscapes and then you've got these little tiny like models that you can move around. That is essentially what it is in VR. So you've got this huge tabletop arena in front of you. That is a landscape. Uh, there's tons of different maps. And then you've got these little units, and like uh, Rowdy mentioned, you've got uh, archers, um, warriors and cavalry to start off with. And then as soon as you start upgrading and capturing regions, you earn more money, and then you can unlock more upgrades. So then you can get dragons, you can get artillery, you can get tanks, uh, all sorts of different characters. So really, really cool. Um, But a lot of them, a bit like rock, paper, scissor, they counter each other. So archers, for example, will be really strong against warriors. And then if you have archers then they will be really weak against cavalry so it kind of uh you've got to keep an eye on what your enemy's doing. And if they're doing something, then you can say, right, okay, they're doing this. Let's go with this one to sort of react. to." There's also a lot of
2: micro in the game. There's a lot of Mm. micromanagement for those who are RTS players. That's uh, anyway. So Mike, one of the strategies he employed against me when we weren't playing um, was that he would try to bait my guys into his territory. He's like, I'm going to go pull you over here. I'm like, thank you, Mike, when I was not playing him. And, um, (laughs) you know, it was was interesting to watch what you were doing, but seeing those... um, Call them fugly gold trees on the landscape. Uh, I guess those are gold sources, and I kind of worked it out toward the end of us not playing. So it was, it was, it was, it was good. Uh, it was a good first run, but I think that for next what? week's competition, if anyone goes in cold, you're you're screwed because yeah, it's you've got to do this tutorial. It's a completely symmetrical experience. Yeah, and that kind of like right now, the one thing I'd say to Nathie's point, right? How long is the tail going to be for people? I actually think that right now. In the rts or strategy space there aren't very many offerings in vr and therefore they have yeah. a longer tail uh the uh, big example there is dragon front if you look at dragon front you log in today you will find 50 concurrent players playing that game it's very successful actually for these players it's not like an fps um it's actually really think, interesting
1: that, that i actually is, think that these is, games. that is true. true but Just, but uh, what i do want to say is there have, have been more of these kind of titles and they didn't go anywhere and the titles you like our naming here are the ones that oculus was well they weren't funding the, those titles but they are kind of on the platform so they can keep them alive in a way but let's they're doing a oculus big release with this. Out, though. then i don't know what is going to happen you they're know, doing a saying? very
3: big release with this though so yeah, oculus and, is going full on with this one
0: and also i think it it, it it's a game for a different audience because there's so many competitive multiplayer games out there Where you're like running around with a gun or or like sprint vector. Where you have to run like crazy That's my not point everyone, not everyone wants to do that Like some people just want to sit down and think about things yeah. tactically and work out yeah. strategically what they are gonna do uh, And I think this this caters to that audience that, yeah.
2: th- That's what disappointed me about the game actually Mike is that I feel like it's very much It's a counter-strike RTS and what I mean by that is counter-strike was a game where if you memorized the, I can get to this point, that person can get to that point, you can throw a flashbang, you know, it, you can memorize it. There's no, uh, there's no dynamic nature to that. And so and for I, the first I think you're beginning wrong. component of the game, no, no, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about here. So it is a symmetrical experience. My play style and your play style are going to be very similar. You're locked to three different modes of play. You can be aggressive, defensive, whatever, but you're branching later in the game, yes, but early on it's fixed you're not i'm not going up against a different race i mean correct me if i'm wrong there's only one set of units
0: no so oh. that's that's where you're wrong with the different play styles you get different units so you get like like for example you you said the made the basic ones are like cavalry warrior and uh, archer right well if you change the play style it takes one of them away and then you get like a scout and the scout yeah, is Yeah, but that's faster. what I mean, that's
2: forking. Yeah, you're, you're, you're not a different race from the beginning. It's not like StarCraft where you're Zerg, Terran, and, no, no, and no, Protoss. No, no. It's, it's not like that. It's not like yeah. they had serious game balancing here. It's symmetrical RTS mm. gameplay, which mm. for me, I, I'm i not a big fan of. Like, it's just, it takes the fun out of it for me because then it's just a race. You're just racing mm. to a point. And, and it's a different style of RTS, and you have to like it. It's like Age of Empires. Yeah, actually. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I it do is. agree that it
3: has different uh, play styles. The thing that I find a bit um weird maybe is that i can see everything that I, that the other guy is doing
2: yeah there's no fog of war there's no fog yeah. of war at all um i'm, I'm kind of surprised kinda they kinda didn't have that
3: them. yeah you,
0: you'd lo- rather it be a bit more sort of secretive and then you kind of yeah, have to totally it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah i, I wonder yeah. if there's like a mode for that
0: there is actually maps that do that just so you know oh, and there's okay. also maps with uh catapults in and stuff like that as well because i'm not um, judging
2: the i'm not judging the single player game yet because they're like anyone who's know. played like again i'll reference starcraft because it's a king Uh, the the single player campaign and the multiplayer experience are like two totally different hemispheres. So I'm quite keen yeah. on checking out the full yeah. game now. And, I, I,
3: I and like you that. also you should listen to me because I didn't even get past Littlefinger, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that where they have maps where you can see what someone is doing and where you can't see what someone is doing. Because it's testing different, like, capabilities, skills. Yeah, but just be
0: aware that I think those maps are only locked to the full right. version. Yeah, You only have access to one map in oh. the arena. Um, but that's fair, so just, right? It's a taster. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah, a smart.
3: smart. Yeah. and, and just It's a, to talk it's a little good little model, more. it's
2: a good taster as well. I mean, the one thing I wanted yeah. to say, Mike, and I wanted to know your feedback, because you've got more hours in it than I do. Did you find the inability to, I'll call it pinch-zoom, in and out, in terms of scaling in and out of the game, to be frustrating? You can do that. You can do that. You can.
0: So yeah, you can. And okay. this, this is the thing. Like, I think you should go back and play through the tutorials because, like,
2: yeah, will. It, it will get.
0: Yeah. Like, you, if you hold the grip buttons, you can actually lift the board up and down, so you can get like right up close to your
1: units if you the want. Units are yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah. The units are yeah, pretty. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I think. I think I once played a, a Total War game where you could be the character too, and then fight. You well. <laughs> like swing,
0: swing your sword, or like do the yeah, bow. Yeah, that so actually kind of cool. It was
1: like like an Age yeah. of empires experience. Yeah, yeah. And I could stand on the wall together with the rest, and then use my my bow and arrow. That, that would be next level. I, don't I, I didn't like, or maybe
3: it's because I, I haven't played it that much. not that good with the controls yet. Is that I have a hard time selecting like one unit. Since you need to press the trigger half. Half, but, yeah. But if, if you're trying to do things fast, yeah. I, yeah. I always press it full, and then I'm sending units from over there all the way over there. I, I find it a little bit hard to – because I want to do like strategic, like attack the archers with my cavalry, but because I need to react so quickly, yeah. I yeah. often like select like units that I should so, not be selecting. So
0: my advice to you, Rowdy, would be uh, get good. <laughs> Uh, but like to be honest like there's this tournament next week right so uh there's a tournament where we're all gonna actually be competing (laughs) so uh me zim and rowdy are gonna be a part of this tournament um, it's a tournament for VR content creators, we're going to be going oh, beat like... Beat their ass, beat their yeah. ass,
1: those, those stupid content creators, beat their
0: ass. <laughs> so, it, we're, we're all going like head-to-head and, uh, hopefully we're going to be like sharing some of the, uh, the matches, maybe live streaming or recording them, not quite sure. I'm actually up against a VR gamer dude, uh, who yeah. is another VR content creator. Beat him!
2: I'm live um, with it, definitely. It's, it's, so, just, uh, it's a solo just so lifetime. you're
0: aware, you know, if you're interested in watching some of this, it starts on Wednesday, the 21st of February. Okay. Uh, you've got Rowdy, Zim, me, VR Gamer Dude, Cass and Cherry, ah, Reality Check VR, easy. Frisk, and PSVR Frank all taking part in this uh, tournament. Um, Frank. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, Just playing dirty, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, seriously, seriously, you guys have...
3: You have
2: already tried that, Mike? Have you already tried, like, blocking the view from whoa, 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 someone? Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, trying hang, to block him? Whoa, whoa, hang yeah. on, hang on. So, remember, there is a prize. There is. It's good is to... it... But not for us. No, not, not for, for us. us. That's even better. Yeah, it's we for our audience. We don't need this yeah. prize. What's the prize, no.
0: Mike? So, the, the prize is uh, an Oculus Rift with
3: touch controller <laughs> bundle. It's only, it's only 300... How many dollars now? <laughs> yeah, we, we just said get a PlayStation VR. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we gotta stay <laughs> on point here. Yeah. But no, 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 is wait, this is zero. Okay, so yeah, wait, wait, zero wait. dollars. Wait,
1: wait, let's let's do a challenge here. If one of you guys win, okay? You will give away that Oculus uh, uh, Bumble, but you will also give away uh, a PlayStation VR. Okay.
3: you say a signed <laughs> version <laughs> is of Nathan's underpants? underpants? I'm definitely not gonna win. Is that what that
1: was? not lose, okay? No, but seriously, that would be nice. Do you guys accept this challenge? I mean, that would be a nice uh, little... I
0: don't even have a PSVR for myself. so I'm going to give one
1: away
3: on my channel.
0: (laughs) But no, like, whoever whoever are the two finalists uh, who go head-to-head, both of those will get a Rift Touch bundle uh, to give away to their audiences. So we're not quite sure how the giveaway is going to take place, but we'll see what happens in the tournament, and then I'm sure it will be announced
3: later on. So if you're interested in checking it out... They're asking in the chat, uh, Jamie Cruz, where is this tournament uh, airing? So, uh, Everywhere! It's... Um, Everywhere! So,
0: so it, it, it's up to us whether we share it or not in terms of live stream it. Uh, I'm going to try and live stream it. I tried to live stream for the first time last oh. week. Kind of failed, like the audio yeah. from the gameplay uh, wasn't coming out on the stream. But um, I'm, I'm trying to work that out, so hopefully I'll be live streaming all my matches. Uh, I think Zim was probably going to live stream yours, right, on Twitch? Do I do
2: anything else? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, oh, so, okay. you, so you're going to
1: get, like, half of the tournament, but if someone doesn't decide to stream, then you have still no clue how...
2: I, I thought I thought that,
3: uh, Oc- that we had to, like, send our feeds to Oculus or something, and they... Would no, 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 no. I, mean, I haven't read the emails, so... I, uh,
0: if we if we do a live stream, Oculus will share it, but um they won't be hosting a live stream for us, no, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, Oculus,
1: if you need a host that is going to, like, summarize these battles, then you can call me, okay? I will just...
3: Yeah, do you a can be the... Uh, above, I'm
1: like, oh, look at Rowdy! He's going
2: for
3: yeah. <laughs> you want that. You, yeah. you're
2: actually, not going to be saying no. that a lot though yeah. so so need a commentator for this to be honest they for do. matches like this they the do. commentator amps up the energy like double and any competitive yeah. esports tournament has a commentator yeah. where i
1: mean they do it with, with like uh echo arena then then try it with this one just do a small yeah. event and if it's yeah. Like, yeah. me sitting at home uh, commentating is uh yeah, but uh, no, I wish you guys a lot of luck. Uh, I, I hope it's gonna work. As I said before, ah, Frank, bah. uh Keas and Thierry, uh, <laughs> you can do it with your eyes closed. And VR Gamer Dude, well, he, he's not stupid. I'm gonna try and do it smart, with their but,
3: eyes closed. Like, I'm gonna be uh, holding this hand in front of them the entire time when they're trying to do something. Per- uh,
0: Personally, I think our biggest competition is Caleb. I think uh, yes, he's gonna me. be the one to look out for because yeah. he's legit, like, he's hardcore multiplayer uh, guy. You've yeah he's
1: like the rocky of the r games, you know like, yeah he, he is stairs like six times and then, and then you, know, you, yeah.
0: you probably
3: yeah. already has 45 hours in this game or yeah, something sure. yeah, he's no, just he's
0: been just sleeping 45. sleeping in it subliminally going in yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah. so but if well, you want like to check like, out the yeah,
3: by the
1: way I'm Oculus, yeah it's more like getting the content creators uh in there yeah. and uh you know uh, good job you know
0: yeah, uh, yeah. but like I'm you say it should have been, like, hosted by yeah, them and having true. a commentator. Yeah. That would have made it ten times better. Also but it ten is...
2: times more complicated, though, Mike. I mean, yeah. uh, the issue with that is that at the point of ingest, if you get it wrong, it yeah. mucks up. And also, with only two weeks' notice, scheduling mm. can be a real problem. So... Yeah. yeah,
0: it is what it is.
2: Yeah. Uh, so moving on from Brass Tactics to uh, AR
0: glasses from Vaunt. So uh, these are, uh, actually they're from Intel, sorry, but they're called Vaunt. Uh, so we've had <laughs> AR glasses around uh, for a while now, like uh, Google Glass, for example. You can still pick them up today, I think, like the developer Google Glass versions. I think you oh. can. Like if you, if you search on eBay and stuff like that, you'll that be able to pick nice. up some, some uh, Google That's Glass, cool. a bit retro. I like but the that. problem is, uh, with Google Glass, is that they look freaking weird, right? You're gonna stand out look a bit strange walking around the streets and going into restaurants and bars. And in fact, a lot of people that bought uh, uh, Google Glass and went into bars and restaurants, they actually got told to take them off. Because people in bars and restaurants didn't like the fact that people were going to potentially be recording, um, you yeah. know, them eating their dinner or having a drink at a bar. So uh,
2: that was kind of weird. But these glasses from uh, Intel called the Vaughn are, uh, <laughs> I love this. are different. I, love, I have to say, I, I love this segue, Mike. You're basically saying that they should subvert the system and record people without their knowledge. But I, <laughs> no, I know you're not. i just. I, it's, it just no, sounded it's like that. It's a
3: stupid concept because you know you can record anyone with a mobile phone. Yeah, I, mean, I can be seen. in the hip- restaurant. The point point, point I was trying to make before
0: (laughs) squealed and it was, you know, uh, is that these won't have a camera in in, in them. They're not actually going to have a camera embedded in them. It's just purely for notifications and information for the user. So it's not going to be sort of uh, capturing people doing the day-to-day business. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's no no record function. So
3: I can't record people in the restaurant anymore?
0: Rowdy's voyeurism is, uh, you know, it's he's over. very disappointed stop already.
3: Stop, Rowdy!
0: Yeah, stop being uh, a perv. Um, Where also, could I get those Google glasses? You
1: said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny fact, though, I just found one on Amazon, and, and this guy was at like eight hundred dollars for a Google Glass Explorer Edition version. Yeah. Two. Well, that's actually cheaper get, because I think way cheaper.
0: Uh, it was three grand. I think they were they that's were so over, uh, yeah, over a thousand before. You can, you can get a Paymax for that money.
2: Wow. <laughs> You can also get a lot of apple pie for that money, which is better, better less of it. Oh my God. Uh,
0: okay, so we're actually playing a video right now and it's made by The Verge. They were the ones that kind of got the inside scoop on the Vaunt glasses. Um, and so Intel revealed the AR glasses to uh, The Verge and they obviously did this video, which you are showing you. Yeah.
2: But yeah. these
0: glasses, what they do is they overlay digital information with the real world environment that you can see with your own eyes, obviously. Uh, So these new glasses, they look really discreet, and that's pretty much the reason why I think they're more interesting than the Google Glass ever was, because when you wear these, you're not going to stand out in a crowd as to be wearing something different. They just look like a normal pair of black glasses, right? Prescription glasses. So you would have to have your prescription lenses like you would do with a normal pair of glasses. But what these glasses uh, have in them is a little tiny uh, laser, which reflects and then goes straight into your eyeball. So... It doesn't get, like, uh, projected onto the glass or anything like that. It goes straight into your retina. So the information is going straight to your retina. And that means that regardless of what your eyesight's like, the information that gets projected into your eye is going to be crystal clear. So how this works is... All the uh, internals are in the stems of the glasses themselves. And then you connect your mobile device, whether it be Android or Apple, uh, via Bluetooth to the glasses. And then you can enable whichever notifications you want to be displayed. So whether it be text messages, emails, directions, whatever it may be. And then, uh, like I say, the uh, information is beamed into your retina, but it's not there all the time. What you have to do is you have to look down at a 15 degree angle and then you see it clear as day. And then when you look up uh, your normal vision, then it's going to disappear and fade out of uh, your view. So it's kind of unobstructive, which I like about this kind of wearable tech, Mm. because a lot of wearable tech is kind of obstructive and it'll sort of like vibrate or make a noise to alert you of notifications, whereas this is more discreet in my mind.
2: Wow. What, uh, so what, 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 what happens when you're driving? You're a little popping. Oh, God! <laughs> Sorry. This is what I
0: just said. You have to look down at a 15-degree angle to see the notification. You're looking you down at, at a it.
2: hot chick rad, go around the corner at a 50-degree angle and then you get in a horrible <laughs> accident. And you have to explain it to the yeah. wife.
3: question, though. Since yeah. they're, they're using direct um, projection, what yeah. happens if you move your glasses a bit up and down? Yeah, so it has to be precise. Because be what, what, what people with IPD differences how is that I mean, going to
0: work? You have to specify your IPD when you buy these. So they measure your yep. IPD at your um, optometrist, and okay. then uh, you buy them through. So I would
3: imagine you have to buy it, these It through. needs to be a very small pinpoint. Then yeah, exactly. Where, uh, yeah. Since yeah. if the glass are a little bit too high, or a little bit too low, then you, yeah. you won't get a, a clear vision.
2: But I, mean, yeah, I think so once what they I... customize it to you, to work, they showed him, you know, with the kind of, it looked like it was a range finder attached to the guy's face uh, when, when he was measuring. But what's yeah. your reaction to this, Mike? is this something that you would use you're you do you have what's your vision do you have glasses yeah so you glasses don't you
0: i wear glasses for driving and i wear glasses for like going to the movies or whatever but i don't normally wear glasses uh, i also wear glasses in the rift so i've got a custom uh, set of prescription lenses in the rift okay. um so yeah i would wear these because i wear glasses like you know, take them on and off. And certainly for when I'm driving, like say if it gives me directions or something like that, that could be really useful. But also they reckon they're going to integrate it with Amazon Echo. So you could ask Alexa, like while you're cooking, for example, like uh, what's the recipe for like a banoffee pie? And then she'll send it to your glasses and then you can see it as you're making
3: your banoffee pie. Uh, you don't have to... Uh, or you're dating a girl that's called Alex and every time you call her name, you know, the thing is going to pop up every time in your face.
1: It'll it it tell you, Rowdy, that you're in a forest and that it's too noisy.
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> For a tip, actually, if you do have
0: an Amazon Echo and you, you you do have a girlfriend that's called Alexa, you can actually change its name. Yeah, that's yeah I know. That's yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you are uh, you're, you're into lasers going into your eyeballs, aren't you, Rowdy? So you, you kind of know firsthand <laughs> what this might be like. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the first thing I heard like, it's a laser that's going directly in your eyes I was like I don't know this is gonna be so safe then you know <laughs> yeah so tell us about your eye surgery because I'm intrigued to know how that works and and how this kind of maybe
3: yeah so well, I mean the, the crazy thing is that the trip to the eye clinic took longer than the operation itself wow. uh, I went in there at uh, 10 15 and I left there at ten thirty. Wow that's how how quick it went uh, wow. the actual lasering of my eyes took uh, 30 seconds per eye and then, of course, because w- what happens is uh, I- I'll walk you through the procedure. Yeah, sure. Like, go for it. I'm um, intrigued. Yeah. So I went into the doctor's office and he said he explains the procedure to me and he said to me, this was the only thing that was scary. Um, during the part that they're lasering, you're not allowed to look anywhere else. You, know, you need to look straight ahead. You, know, you, you just need to look for those 30 seconds. You need to look straight ahead. And he says, there's no problem because you see a little green light that is like blinking. And it's like okay, green light blinking, good. I can focus on that. But after fifteen seconds, that will disappear, and you just need to, you know, just keep on looking where you were looking, wherever what? you were looking. Wow. Which is a bit, a little bit harder than you think. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you go into the into the the operation room, and they put like those eye drops in your eye to anesthetize your eye a little bit. It's just, like a little bit sedated. Um, that is the only thing that I felt during the entire operation is those eye drops going in, and it like it gives like a little bit of like a little bit of burning sensation on the edges which goes away after a couple of seconds uh, and then you don't feel anything anymore they put you on a table um, they put some plastic over your eye you cut open the plastic so that you can like uh, you know, see still then they put a clamp on your eyes so you can't blink anymore uh, so your eyes are like open the entire time but wow. you don't feel anything of like that huh? i mean yeah. Your eyes are completely anesthetized. They put like some more hydros uh, on. Hydros- uh, they even go with a little uh, like Bristol with some oil over there to keep it like moisturized. Then they position it, uh, <laughs> they, and they position you under the laser. And you indeed see that green, green flickering right and the 30 seconds start. But I thought after 15 seconds, you know, the light is going to go off or something. But that's not what's happening. You're actually just completely blind at that moment because they're burning your eye, you know, the, the laser wow. is burning your eye. It wow. goes, it goes um, like a white mist that is Opaque. like popping up. Oh, right. like, right. yeah, yeah, it's like a white mist that is like appearing, and all of a sudden, everything is white. I, I did. I have to say, you have different techniques for for laser surgery. The the one I did was the most expensive one, but also the best one. It's called Relax Smile, where they don't normally they make like a little flap and they open it and then they laser you under there. But that's not what I did. They laser directly in there. Uh, and then your eye goes white. Yeah? So I didn't have any anything done to my eyes yet except for wow. the laser. Wow. And then they they pull you back, and the lasering is done, and they make a very small incision in your eye, and they pull out the laser part. Wow. And and that's what they call relax and smile. <laughs> relax and smile. Relax. And smile. Relax. And smile. relax, oh relax. Refractive eye laser something something something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And in yeah. total,
2: the entire operation lasted per eye four minutes. This tells four me one. This tells me this tells me one thing. Be an eye doctor, you'll mi- get minted. Quick <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nice. surgery, right? Yeah,
3: yeah four, four minutes per eye, and uh, then I walked out. And I mean, my vision was still blurry, but I could already see better uh, than without my glasses when I walked away from the operation yep. table. That's incredible. Yeah, by that. the evening, I already had. Uh, way better vision. And yeah. by the next morning uh, at I think 10.30 or 11.30, I even drove by car to the car clinic myself and I had 80% vision left and 90% of my vision already on the right. Wow. So, that's incredible. I need to ask so him a cool.
2: question. I need to ask him a question about this topic. Yeah. So Vaughn AR glasses, you've seen what they look like. You've just paid the money, gotten through it. You know, you're on the other side of this now you no longer have to wear glasses would you spend two grand on getting a pair of these glasses with a null prescription in them for the notifications? For the notifications? I mean, like, what in terms of what the product delivers right now, what we know about, mm. does it interest you? I,
3: I, I, no. I, I need more than I know. I, I want, like you said, I want, like, road directions. Like, I want the recipes really in there. Then to be yeah, I love up, Mike's uh, idea. But uh, it, it needs to be it needs to be really smart for me mm-hmm. to actually yeah. be using it then. But that's going um, to take a well.
1: while. This is like early adopter yeah, stuff. At, at this point. No, no. Just give me one notification and, and that's it. But yeah.
3: I, I got I got smartwatch as well. I, so
0: have I, yeah. But this is the cool thing really with this, like uh, this is a developer kit right now. They're gonna be uh pushing those out to developers to make applications for this. I think and, it's cool, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And,
0: and then same, I think with, with more app- applications and more developers on board, we might get the interesting stuff. But like right now, the, the display that you actually get in your eye is monochrome. So it's actually just red. So it's a bit like the Virtual Boy. Oh, <laughs> it's, Virtual Boy. Uh, it's not like a colored, wow. uh, colored display in your eye. It's just a red monochrome notification. Um, so they call this, uh, Intel call this uh, VIXEL, and that stands for Vertical Cavity Surface Emitting Laser. And that's what they use to beam the information to your eyeball. Um,
2: Mike, on that point? Because chat has jumped on me already for it, they're like, "Oh God, Zim's gonna take out his tin hat and jump all over this thing." I actually. It was, think, so, funny. Oh, yeah. it was I, so funny. I, I actually think that
0: goes, I was. I, I said actually that um, based on like the previous uh, conversations we've had, based yeah. on like wireless technology, yeah. like with the uh, you know the uh, wireless headsets, yeah. and you were going crazy about that. That was exactly my point. I was going to come to you and say, "What are your thoughts on this?" Because I'd love to know.
2: Yeah, I, I'm totally cool with it because coherent light. Manufactured in the right way, falling on your eye is really no different than sunlight. Um, mm, makes you sense. know, it's like it's coherent. You do have to be careful. Obviously, if you get get too coherent, then you have rowdy surgery, and you don't really want that on a day-to-day basis. But the no, the whole <laughs> notifications in this format, in this in this structure, is awesome. But I don't want to wear glasses. Yeah. I, I mean, right. as someone with 20/20 vision, I I just. Yeah. That's I don't want to have the pressure on my nose. I don't want to have the pressure on my ears no. as cool as it is. I would where I would where I would probably use it is if there was something like this built in as a software layer into the headset I was using that was discrete and separated. and when I say separated, I mean it would not be performance impacted by a title or a game or whatever I'm running. It would run as a separate thing, like a separate discrete layer that could yeah. let me know if someone had opened my front door that could, you know, be in this all in one headset. And actually that takes us back to uh, ready player one again, because it's kind of like the Oasis. You want a headset that does mm. it all. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I mean, I,
1: I, I, I would like to have glasses. I, I don't really need glasses, but I see them as a fashion item as, and as a, like a, a, a tech, like a tech thing, you know? Mm. Um, but, you know, before we can even get that whole AR thing going on, where we have it in our like eyeballs, we need to wait so long that we're already like dead or something. I don't know, but uh, you know <laughs> what I mean. So, so I, I get your point, but I, I would like to have glasses. On, you yeah. Know, if they're like sunglasses too, or just, yeah. just casual, I, yeah. I, I would be fine with that. But as long as I can't buy like my pillows with these glasses, I'm not interested. Sorry. No. <laughs> but, uh,
3: it really depends okay. for me yeah. on the on the. <laughs> integration with uh, my current devices and added uh, possibility it will give me Uh, that that is what will make or break it for me because i mean i've I've worn glasses for a long time i don't i don't really mind that much wearing glasses because i did the laser eye surgery i mostly did because wearing glasses in my headsets Mm -hmm. is just plain annoying that's actually one of the main reasons why i did it um But yeah, it really depends on the future. We just
1: need Apple glasses or like Samsung glasses.
0: Yeah, this is the thing like, uh, you know, I'm sure Google and Apple will be following up with something similar themselves, you know, because I think end of this year, early next year will be AR will be much bigger. We've got Magic Leap, which we talked about before, which uses similar technology that it beams the information to your retinas so it's not projected again. Uh, So this kind of uh, technology is coming, you know, whether we like it or not, really.
2: There was some rumor stuff about the Magic Leap actually recently which said that it was going to be priced as the same as like a desktop PC.
0: Well, a high-end smartphone I heard. So like around 800 to it's About the same uh, actually
2: bucks. these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, yeah, in the UK, but, it'll be a grand for us, so... Yeah, yeah but yeah. Is that
1: like, like, uh, it, it's almost like you're, you're buying, uh, you know, a car, an electric car, and it's like it drives that fast, but if you want to, you can, you can drive even longer for an extra price. So, it would be mm-hmm. like, see, maybe uh, upgradable versions, too, or maybe, yeah. you know... Uh, like, that's what you don't know. Maybe it's like the basic price. But if you Plus, as well,
0: go... yeah, for anything like early adopter, you're always going to pay the, the, the highest price for it, right? Because... We're yeah, living well, on the edge, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're early adopters.
1: So the Magic Leap is going to be a development thing first, right? Development kit, or is it like a consumer... Uh,
0: no, so Magic Leap as well will be going out to developers first. Same with yeah. this Vaughn, um, because they want... It's all well and good having, like, a. we've said this before, like an AK headset or, you know, a, a Pimax or a, a Vaunt, you know, without the applications that take advantage of the system, it's kind of pointless on its own. Yeah. yeah. Hang so. on a second here.
2: So we have, at this point in time, we have uh, headsets, of course. We have, of course, ear, right? 360, 360 degree spatial. Uh, we have smell with the nauseous rift, right? Yeah. No taste. <laughs> <All> no taste <laughs> yet, right? There's no taste Sims yet. Are there any no. booties? Because I've seen hand, well, but no. Are there no, any booties? No, no, no. I mean,
3: uh, taste. I mean, nose and taste are actually, I mean, this is a little bit of neuroscience background. Uh, 80% of what you taste is actually nose. Yeah, I've heard so that. Because you know it's your taste yeah. buds go like pretty much bland. Oh. So I think you can simulate taste uh, a large part with uh, oh. just uh, using no stuff. Because
2: there's Ooh. there's Tokyo simulators who do this in like cinema and all that. And they, they pump, they have like little fractional piece and they pump that into the air. <laughs> and then through that you get the kind of flavor like, of the film. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Zim like, is like looking for something that like every, every hole he has is going to put something in there. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh
3: in the beginning he was, talking, the the beginning, he was talking about those photogrammetric uh, experiences with like the adult industry yeah 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 I know what you call it yeah. no, that, that, yeah. no, no, like, it's just for it science sounds so like it sounds like you was
1: have everywhere
0: yeah. yeah right well on that, that, well, that escalated
1: quickly
0: let's uh, uh, <laughs> let's ask the chat if they've got any questions before we wrap uh, this week's show up
2: uh, I'd love to know and obviously oh, I'll set the reminders do you mind if I cover some Assetto Corsa news, there, Mike? Oh yeah, sure. Wrap. Yeah. So, uh, just a quick thing. So I'll run a, a little um, a video at the same time, which is which is just the Assetto Corsa. There's there's so Assetto Corsa is a racing game. Uh, a lot of people would have heard of it. It's been around several years now. Uh, there's something happening on the 21st, coincides with the tournament, um, that uh, the. The, the simulation studio behind Assetto Corsa, I've forgotten their name, apologies. Um, they have said that there's going to be a large announcement and they've got this clock ticking down on their website. Most people assume it's going to be Assetto Corsa 2. Um, really big thing for sim racers. Uh, we had Oculus kind of promote this as well yesterday with a really fast... Uh, Norge Life track video, but there are two things coming out. So, I think for anyone who's interested in this or hasn't gotten into it, first off, a set of Corsa does support VR natively, the menu system is all flat. Then you get in the game, it's full on, and it's been that way since 2014. Um, and the two things that are out is there's this uh, Extreme Edition that's coming out, the Ultimate Edition for a set of Corsa comes with all the DLC, which all together, um, I don't know actually what the final price is going to be, but the Ultimate Edition is bundling all the existing DLC, which is a huge amount of content. Uh, and that's coming out in, I think, May or March. And then there's a new release coming, which we don't know what is landing, but I'm guessing it's a set of Corsa 2. And that's going to be announced on the 21st you, so watch out for do that do you
3: think that it's uh, the best
2: racing game that you can play in
3: virtual reality across all
2: headsets at the moment for, so if we just quickly wind down the the competition right dirt rally for single player rally racing is probably the best in class for mm-hmm. multiplayer i would say a set of course is the best across the board project cars one was okay but i think fell a peg behind and Project Cars 2 is kind of neck and neck. There are people who prefer Project Cars 2 over a set of courses. Those are competitors. Then there's iRacing. Proper sim racers do like scheduled races on a monthly subscription. I personally don't have experience with iRacing. It's one of the things I have yet to play, but I've sworn yeah. to my audience I will. Um, if you're a really proper sim racer, you paid $600 for a wheel and all that kind of stuff, apparently that's a, that's the go-to thing. Right. Nice. Cool. There you go. Any nice. questions nice. in chat?
1: Uh, yeah, someone is asking about the divide the board. I, I showed on Twitter <laughs> So I found an old picture on my phone where you see someone uh, uh, Standing on a hoverboard a surfboard. Yeah. Uh I don't think that's that's real It looks pretty like legit in a way, but I don't know if that's like a thing where you can have like uh, <laughs> a hu- Like a hoverboard would be cool. That would be cool. But is it like uh, an April uh,
0: Fool's joke? do you think be, yeah yeah it, could be. Yeah, uh,
1: it felt like one so i uh, like guys if, if i post some weird pictures it's not always real okay it's just <laughs> messing yeah. around with your minds
0: yeah
3: Nathan's are any of you trusting? To... <laughs> tiago was asking are any of you planning to go to gdc next month it's oh. uh, a good question uh, nope <laughs> like <very>
0: suddenly. <laughs> uh we don't know um i doubt it to be honest yeah, okay. um but we don't know for definite you know, we, we, we're we always working on stuff in the background to try and get to as many yeah. events as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, but it's whether or not um, we can get sponsorship to go, really, or anything like that. Like, yeah. it, you know, these things cost a lot of money. We'd of course love to be there as, as a group. We'd love to be there. Maybe oh, yeah. something we, we could do in the future, uh, yeah. I would like to do. But um, right now, uh, we don't know. We don't know.
1: Like Oculus Connect for me is going to happen for sure. Yeah. If we're talking about VR conventions. Yep. I'm not sure about you guys, but that's something that is on my bucket list for this year.
0: It's one um, I'm definitely sure. going to this year, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: Indisputable yep. event.
0: Yeah. So uh, cool. let's round the, this up then. Uh, so just to remind you, it is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on Nathan's YouTube channel. Tune into the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe. 3 p.m. in the UK and 9 a.m. in Central US. If you missed the podcast, I upload the whole show to my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. You can check that out on a Sunday or check out the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music, iTunes, and on SoundCloud. Mm. Thanks for being a part of the show. Again, we love having you guys having uh, having you around and love hearing your feedback as well. So if you've got any questions, chuck them in the comments maybe of the video that I upload. Maybe I'll read them out on next week's show or get in touch with us via Twitter. That's probably the best way to mm. communicate with us if you want to talk to us directly so thanks again for being a part of the show and we shall see you on next week's episode take it easy guys and bye 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 bye